0: Our special guest today is Walt Brown. Walt is a founder and CEO and designated broker of Diversified Partners LLC, which is a real estate brokerage and development company in Scottsdale, Arizona. Walt began his career in commercial real estate in California in 1990, where he focused on learning and understanding the real estate business while creating valuable relationships through his positions at various companies. In 1996, he founded Diversified Partners as a full-service commercial real estate brokerage company. Over the years, Walt's passions, transparency, executive oversight, and big-picture mentality have contributed to Diversified Partners, evolving into one of the leading development and brokerage firms in Arizona. Walt's significant experience in all aspects of commercial real estate has has led to a wide range of success. He has leased, sold, or and, or developed more than five thousand commercial properties and more than twelve million square feet of retail properties throughout the country. In addition to his successful professional career, Walt is devoted is a devoted father of two sons, Wally the and Cooper James, and family is his number one priority. And he makes sure to set aside time for his sons as well as his brothers and sisters. These strong family values are embedded in all facets a diversified business diversified business with all that said welcome Walt
1: <laughs> thank you Richard and thank you for having me
0: <laughs> yeah well welcome and uh I could go on and on about your bio you got a bio you have a phenomenal background and uh, but we're going to let you tell that story and let's kind of start there Walt you know our listeners want to know back I think it was 1996 right that you started diversified partners um you know what was it? What what tipped? What, what caused you to start the business? Okay, what was that thought process around it? Did you we, we, was it fear? Was it excitement? Was was it everything above? Did you have naysayers around you? Did you have people encourage you? But re- ultimately, you jumped. <clears throat> in. We call it you. You went to that tipping point and you went all in. So tell us. Tell us the story. We love to hear. It.
1: <laughs> well, it uh, rich fear is definitely a word that uh, <laughs> that hits you and. uh we all have a fear of, of failure. <clears throat> when I, it, it, here's what happened I, I had felt that I had built a business model and I was working for someone else, a very dear friend of mine, great guy. And he, uh, I went to him and I said, Hey, I know the business model and I really want you to help increase my splits. Because I've run the math and I think that you're going to make a lot more than you really should. And I want it to be fair to both sides. And I said, Randy, I, I, you know, I think um, I think you, you're going to make X and I think you should make Y because you don't do anything because I do it all myself. And <laughs> when I first started to work for Randy, I said, Randy, I got one demand. He said, what's that? I said, I need two phones. He said, two phones. I said, yeah, I need two phones at my desk. He said, "Why?" And I said, "Well, that way I could be on one phone with one client and another phone with the other client at the same time." <laughs> he thought I was out of my mind, and in the end, there were three or four guys in the office that you would walk by, and I'd have one, you know, one phone. Remember those old classic phones? I'd have it up, and I'd be, "Uh huh, yes, yes, yes," and I'd switch phones like this. And um, but subsequently, I went to him and said, "Hey, I." I'm an independent business model and I really want to be fair to you. And I'd like for you to adjust my splits. And he said, well, I'm not going to do that. That's our deal. And I said, okay. And I put my hand out and I said, well, thank you very much. And, and I shook his hand and I said, that's i uh, I I'm leaving today. And uh, you've been a great friend and a great mentor and I'm gone. So I went to um, in metropolitan Phoenix and you and I were chatting about Phoenix earlier. I went to the best corner. Uh, 24th and Camelback. And I walked into a building and I said, who's the leasing people? And I said, show me your best small suite. And uh, the lady goes, well, I got this one right here. It's right next to the restaurant. It's in the lobby. And I said, how much is it? And she told me, and I said, I'll take it. She's (laughs) like, what? (laughs) So I don't, I'm not sure I had a chance to be fearful until I signed the lease literally the next day and I went to a furniture store and bought two desks and I bought, you know, four, I bought all this stuff used and kind of assembled it. And then I was like, Holy moly, I better hire an assistant or a secretary. And and it was a high rise. It had six or seven floors above me. And I literally wrote out a thing and I said, hostess and secretary needed, you know, seek, come, come within." And, and uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and my first employee, you love this. Do you remember your Mastercard and Visa bill that used to have those little checks in there?
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: So you get a statement, and it had like three or four checks, and it was like, don't you know, hesitate to use these checks. So my first employee, I paid with those checks for like the first six months. And, and after about the fourth month, Chris Chris Evian came to me and he said, I, I need a favor. I said, what's that? And he said, well, you write me these checks and on the first of the month, they don't give me credit to like the 12th. And I said, why not? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> and, and long story short, we, uh, we made enough to, to really kickstart a small boutique business uh, a relationship business, and, and I'm not sure we had enough time to be scared. Although I had many a sleepless nights, I knew that entrepreneurship was in me. I loved mentoring people. I loved. I felt that the people around me was more important than me, um, and had the ability to help them grow. And when you, you know, when you build a company. Um, sometimes people spend a lot of time working in the business versus on the business and I made a choice to work on the business and to be a relationship type of guy um, and and it's really it's 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 been amazing to me to to think of where we've come and what we've done we just bought a an old fire station in Scottsdale when you're in Arizona, you got to come see it, and we're making it the most high tech, neat uh, office you've ever seen. That's going to be called Old Fire Station Number Thirteen.
0: Oh, I love
1: it! And, yeah, yeah. Um, but to, but but fear was definitely there. Um, it, it, what I found myself doing was working harder than I've ever worked before to start. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 you know, luckily at that time I didn't have children. I wasn't married. I was married to really building a foundation, and I wanted to change the path of my family. Um, my family, I, I'm the youngest of five kids, and I, I I went to my oldest brother and said, "I need when when I got in the real estate business." I went to my brother and said, "I want to be in the real estate business. I figured out what I love. I know what I want to do." And he said, "Good. I'm going to pay for your real estate school, and that way you'll owe me one." And he did. And, and he, uh, you've been paying <laughs> ever since. <laughs> I have, and I think if, if he was on this call, he'd say I, it was the best investment I ever made.
0: <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Okay, let's look back though. Let's go backwards, and just, if you had a chance to do anything different. Is there any decision you would have made differently knowing what you know today?
1: Oh, God. Um, I would have... Heck, yes. I would have started with a couple hundred grand in the bank instead of, you know, 20,000 or 10,000 or whatever the heck it was, or 6,000, I think was the number Mm -hmm. uh, that I had in the bank. Um, I think I would have gone to work for a bigger company for a year or so first to see the structure and the way they have, because I was a cowboy. I mean, I was like, well, let's open a company. That's, you know, I got If I got a space and a sign and a phone, I'm in business. Um, but you know what? It made us, it made me and the, you know, the couple of guys that I had and gals that worked for me, it made us nimble, and, and we performed. I mean, it was the cutest thing in the world. I mean, we, we, we'd we sit in, you know, the, the, the young kids of today, like my son, he'd laugh at me. i pull out my yellow notepad with the lines on it and I'd make my list every morning. And then I cross it, I'd take yesterday's sheet, you know, and I cross all that off and I go, okay, there's my list of what I gotta do today. And my son's like, yeah, just talk into your phone, Dad. It'll, it'll remind you all day long of what you need to do. Um, but more, um, I think a little more capitalized would have helped, um, you know, because you go through this little growth period and then you go, OK, well, I need four employees. And now I have three full time kind of assistants that help me. And, and it, it's only made us bigger, better and stronger. And, um, you know, I went through a phase where I had all these private separate offices and everyone had their space and they could shut their door and now we have this big open work environment. And when I'm speaking to somebody in the office and I make a promise, for instance, if I was on the phone with, uh, with you and you owned a company that needed 50 new stores uh, next year, we would go, I- I'd say to you, Rich, okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna commit to get you 10 stores in Phoenix and five stores in Tucson and 20 stores in Vegas. I don't ever have to say it again. They, they're literally hearing me and helping me to become more efficient and spreading that amongst the people in the company and uh, that stuff is cool I mean that you know you kind of go through those phases and you know I just I remember us going oh you got have private offices you know you got to be able to do your thing Mm -hmm. now it's like let's go let's you know (laughs) let everybody hear everything and Mm -hmm. let's grow as a team
0: yeah I love those stories when you start out you know obviously more hungry when you don't have 200,000 in the bank and you have less than that. Uh, But those are some of the great stories, right? Because you're just figuring it out. It's in formulation. You get people around you. Anyhow, I think those are some of the the better stories in business. Uh, And I love hearing those early on days. Okay. Just the opposite though. You you did some things right. You're very successful today. Is there any key decision that was pivotal to help you, uh, you know, move you towards better success?
1: Um. Yeah. It, it's, it's asking for business. It's being transparent. Uh, when I was new to the business, I used to say to them, I'm brand new. I don't know a darn thing and I'm the hardest working guy in America. I remember saying that to head of real estate for Converse tennis shoes and, and uh, Lomans and you know, some other, I remember cold calling Home Depot and saying, my name is Walt Brown Jr. and I'm going to help you grow. Um, and, uh, I remember getting on my knee in a three piece suit and looking the head of real estate for Walmart in the eye and saying, give me one chance to be, to do a deal with you. And his quote was, I'm going to get fired because you're not going to perform. And I said, I won't ever let you down. Every time I see that same individual and we've done, millions of square feet of, of a new Walmart transactions. He just smiles and he goes, I will never forget you on one knee begging for one shot, um, but asking for business, asking for relationships. People need help doing things and, and want the help. If, if you are efficient, you're honest, you're respectful, you're hardworking, and you're committed to what you do. And, and especially if you love what you do, cause I love what I do, I've never worked a day in my life, but the, but people love that around them. And if people can count on you, um, you can't be afraid to ask for business. Um, and everybody needs to grow. And we all have time management issues because our family is important. Our health is important. Um, you know, travel and enjoying the journey of life is more important now than ever, uh, especially with what we've just recently gone through. Um, but I would just, on the other side, I asked for business. I, I continually push and I ask people, accomplish something that you don't think you can do. Set your goals and exceed them. Uh, and I say that in my office every day who did you call today? Who'd you speak to? What mm-hmm. did you do today? That's going to make a difference in your future. And, you know, I've got some of these genius young guys and gals that work for me and I'm like, what'd you do today? that's different, you know, and maybe I'd say a, a little bit of pushing mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, what time did you get in? If, if I see someone strolling in at 10 in their shorts, on a Tuesday, I go, are you out of business or what? You know, it's, <laughs> it's what you and my dad would have said to us. I mean, my, right. my dad, God rest his soul. He, if I didn't have a pen in my pocket, he was like, you're out of business. I'm like, why? Yeah. You don't have a pen. You got to have a pen to sign an order. <laughs> I go, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if I wasn't you know, at my desk, he felt that I wasn't successful. And that's all changed now a, with all this technology.
0: Yeah. I, love, I love that. I love the uh, how this all journey started. about being on one knee asking for help, I always think about Jim Collins' book uh, "Good to Great," and the number one thing about a great leader is humility. And I can't think of any more posture of humility than being on one knee asking for a sale. Um, that's fantastic! What a great story and, and, and it's a great just depiction. And, and and that guy who bet on you. And uh, and that was really uh, thanks for sharing that. Now, let's, let's, let's switch a little bit. Um, so let's, so you started a business, you've been successful. You've been through a couple of seasons of what I'll call headwinds, ups and downs in our economy. You're in a space that definitely is, you know, tied to our economy. Maybe it's a lead lag type of environment. But here we are, we're facing some multiple headwinds that we've never seen all at one time with labor and supply chain and recession and political uh, uh, climate today, uh, war pending, uh, oil prices, you name it, we've got them all, okay? So you're an owner of a company, you're a leader, people are depending on you and uh, how are you navigating this time? And let me kind of ask also in a way of, do you see this as opportunity or is this time to run? How do you perceive this and how are you (laughs) navigating this crazy time?
1: Well, the, f- the first thing is, Rich, uh, in 2008, when the market crashed, um, I lost $60 million. Okay. So what I was doing then, I was working really hard on my specific business and I wasn't paying attention to the world and what was going on. So I learned, I, I made the mistake of that. And I said to myself, I will never make that mistake. So on a normal day, I will, you know, I start at 4 or 4.30. I'm an early bird. And I will watch three or four different news channels every morning, 15 or 20 minutes of each. To see, because, you know, they kind of repeat themselves. And and I see what's happening in the world first. I literally do that three or four days a week. So you talk about this current environment, and Rich, um, a lot of people are scared to death and have pulled their ponies back, and they're holding them in the stable, and they're afraid. Six percent interest rates, in the big scheme of things, are they're not that bad. They're okay. You know, three percent was free money. Four and a half percent, you pay a little more attention. Six percent, but when you combine that with construction costs issues. Uh, which, which have you know, been drastic uh, a year ago, but now seem to be lighting up. Um, it, it, it's an opportunity for me, because what happens is, and it's funny you ask that question, because right now there's some categories of business that isn't doing good, and there's some great employees not making any money out there. Okay, and those are opportunities to build your quill of tools. Mm-hmm. Um, I played golf with a great mortgage guy that is one of the greatest salesmen you've ever met in, in your life. That's out of business. He says no one's getting any loans, no one's doing any deals. And uh, I said, well, you ready to move over to my industry? Okay, so you got to look at a few different categories. The The construction so on our development projects i meet with our construction management team every week and i check prices because the first thing that you know we saw was you know air conditioning units were not available well now air conditioning units are back to being available we saw wood prices go through the roof and guess what they're right back down even maybe a touch less so we, we spend a little bit of time watching the categories and, and checking those prices. Um, it, it, I even, strangely enough, and, and, and it's, it's something that I look at employee availability. So I have someone who works for me that uh, the other day I said, show me what's available from a construction manager uh, employees out there. And a year ago, that was two or three people. And on Tuesday, it was 38 people responded to an ad that was available. And it, it's, it's cute because when you talk about entrepreneur and getting stuff done, being a GSD, we call it get stuff done person. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to look at those bigger things in the world to really make sure that you're you know seeing the big picture because if you would you for instance we're we work with a bunch of different construction companies well some of those construction companies may need more business than others okay and and what you found in the last 24 months is some companies said here's our bid take it or leave it because they were so busy mm-hmm. well now in the last 90 days we're finding that i'm getting more calls from companies saying, we need business. What do you got coming through the, uh, through the, uh, through the shoots? What's, what's, what's next to be developed. So it's, it's looking at all those factors. It's trying to make sure that, you know, all of those factors, because when, when I can see 38 people that have great resumes, all needing a construction management job, it tells a story. So looking at that.
0: And you weathered the storm, I mean, the storm is not over, but as we're seeing it's starting to get better interest rates. you know again, i I remember the early 80s interest rates went to nineteen percent. and uh, yep. well if people go six percent and they, they go, well, what is it? Six percent is great. And uh, but labor, you know you went to in in a, in a supply chain issues, but you weathered the storm, and now you're here to also capture on the opportunities. the labor is coming, market's getting better on the labor side, what you're telling us, which is a good indicator. Uh, pricing's coming down which is a good indicator and um so here you are so you you got a chance to weather the storm to do that but you also had staff how did you, you know, everybody's you know what, what they call it the quit ratio or something like that everybody's quitting companies they're always reporting that data how'd you keep your staff how do you encourage your staff i mean how do you you know everybody's kind of leaving and going to going to your competitor
1: you know it's funny we we haven't had anybody go to our competitor with ours. And we're kind of on the other end of the spectrum. The first thing is we appreciate, respect family and time and life. Okay. You got to start with that because the journey of life is too short as it exists. And, And it's funny. I was telling Ruth last night, and my headstone's going to say, "I am really pissed off because I'm still not here." Okay, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not- <clears throat> because I want to be here. I don't want to go anywhere. I kind of like it here, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's important for me to do that. But creating an environment, <clears throat> and and then you've got to find the ability to reward people both with time, with flexibility, and with compensation. Mm-hmm. Without that balance. It 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 doesn't work long term. That is my personal opinion. You have to have balance. I I recognize, you're gonna giggle at this. When I was like 24 years old, I recognized that I always took like a week or two in May that I never really worked that hard. I was always screwing off. What's my birthday month? And I'm like, <laughs> that's birthday month. And I and, and I would do <laughs> strangest things. Well, guess what? I'm 59 years old. I'm still doing it. I mean, I'm still screwing off in May. <laughs> and,
0: you're the only one I ever heard gets a birthday month. I mean, I hear a day off. You get a whole <laughs> month? I'm going to adopt that into my business plan.
1: Rich, here's the, here's the business model on birthdays. Okay? If you live to be 90 years old, you kind of miss the first five because you're yeah. a baby. You don't know anything. Right. And you might miss the last five. Okay? So that means you got 80 great days. Okay, I love it. That's that's not acceptable. If yeah. you have birthday month, you use the same math. Okay, uh-huh. you got eight times the three. You got twenty four hundred days. Love How it. many birthdays would you rather have? I think I like <laughs> the twenty four hundred theory. <laughs> that's what I consider birthday month.
0: <laughs> uh, that is definitely noted over here. All right, well. <laughs> All right. Well, our listeners are twofold. We have uh, people who are listening that own companies like yourself, uh, and they're contemplating, you know, maybe adding an additional revenue stream, you know, expanding their business or not, or contracting their business. And the other half of our listeners are people who are in corporate America, executives who are going, you know what, I'd like to jump in the game, but being, a, being an owner, uh, it's time. Uh, speak to them. What, would, what kind of advice would you say to those to those folks? today?
1: If you're thinking of of becoming an entrepreneur and and becoming an owner, stop everything you're doing right now and go do it. It will change your life. And and make sure, make your list, make your goals, but don't hesitate. What I discovered is it not only changed my life, uh, it's changed my family's life. And it, it has change the journey. Now, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. Plan on making sacrifices short term and make sure that you're looking at the bigger picture. Don't just look at your independent business model. Look at your competitors. Look at how others have gotten there and, and, and commit that extra time, whether it be early in the morning or late in the day, to study others and other successes, because history is such a great thing, and, and what I've discovered is it, all those people around me. Instead of me making a decision, when when we are in, when we encounter adversity or or some type of we we have a need, I put everybody in the room and let them make the decision. Now I may, you know, have some suggestions. But what I've found is the critical mass of the staff and the team around you and the people that are also fighting those battles day to day is what has made the difference in our success and, and hearing them and letting them be passionate and asking them for their help and their passion. Don't, you know, think, think of it as a barstool. If you've got four legs of a barstool, if you take one out, you're going over whether you like it or not. But the fact is, when you can bring those people and those ideas and use them and ask them. And, and I, it's a great example. Yesterday, I said to all three of my assistants, I want you guys to think about this. When we come back on Labor Day after Labor Day, we're going to sit down. We're going to make some decisions. I've already gotten 25 emails from three different people. And every one of them has these really cool ideas. And I'm going, well, that's a great one. That's a great one. That's a great. And I'm like, sure, we got to do them all. <laughs> um, How about the owners?
0: People, owners who's in, in a business, and you know, is this is this an opportune time, or do you see opportunities to expand your business or pivot, or is that? Is I, that, is I, like, would I right do. It, it,
1: I, I do, and and what a lot of what I've discovered. Again, this is just me. A lot of people don't look at the enterprise value of their business. They're looking. They're working in the business and they're working on the business and, and they're on this treadmill. But but the fact is, there are acquisition companies, there are big companies, there's funds out there that help companies grow. And, and if you've got something that you know, if you're in the business model and you're and you've hit a flat spot because you've got to study sales, income, and expenses, and look at the projections. And if you look at backwards and, and you don't see the proper growth, then then you become stagnant and you've got to cross the line and make the commitment. And, the, and sometimes that comes from people, one, working too much on the business and not getting out of the business and stepping up, you know, 10 feet and looking around and seeing what's going on. So I would say from an enterprise value, there's no better time to grow your company because it, it, If you have the right package to entice people to be a part of it, and and a lot of people in our business, they're so focused on ego and attitude that they miss the big picture. And and I try to put everybody in the room to grow together. We just started the capital division with uh, Chris Natal, a a partner of mine. And, And Chris, we started it last year. All the projections that he showed me were double our income and revenue and, and expectations, double. So Chris and I were meeting the other day and Chris says, well, I don't have enough time in the day. And I said, well, Chris, do you remember that meeting you and I had about 90 days ago? And I said, bring in three people, go find the toughest competitors you have and bring them in and let's merge with them or let's you know, hire them or steal them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, "Well, God, I, you know." And I go, "Stop what you're doing and go do it." Well, uh, day before yesterday, he goes, "Shit, I should have done that then. I'm, I'm going to start it now." <laughs> <laughs> um, but but, you're, but <laughs> your, but your mind,
0: but your mindset is you see, you see the landscape as being opportunistic.
1: And, yes, sir.
0: Uh, and again, again, absolutely. I think that's the that's the spirit out there because you know it's not hard to wake up in the morning and go well I'm gonna go back to bed and close that door. This is too much going on out there. Or you walk, you know, or you look at the world and going, you know, how can I better serve the world? And maybe the thing I'm doing or pivot into something else. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, ideas. Yeah.
0: Well, let's let's kind of wrap up here and let me ask you a question for you. Uh, tell us about who is your for our listeners, uh, who is your customer? OK, and what are you looking for and how can you help them? And then uh, how can they get a hold of you?
1: So our customers are companies that are trying to expand across the country uh, and in Canada. And, and the, that can be everything from um, the small sub shop that's you know, got 300 stores and needs to be at 600 Uh, all the way up to the large, big box. It could be an industrial company that needs uh, five distribution points across the United States. It's it's real estate-based. And and what our company does is we bring the staff and the sophistication to expand your company to where you can focus on your business and we focus on the expansion of your business and, and allow you to be able to make promises and commitments throughout the United States that you don't have to stop working on your business to go do. So that's what, that's our niche.
0: You're full service from land acquisition through development.
1: Yeah, we, in some cases we, Uh, buy and build it for them and and are their landlord. In some cases, we just go buy it for them. Uh, In other cases, we go buy competitors. Um, In the health club industry, we've helped a company uh, by acquiring uh, health club chains across the country to merge them and and literally help them to, to go from three stores to now 800 stores. And um, diversified partners is a Scottsdale-based company. Um, our website D is in David P is in Paul C R E dot com, D P C uh, R E dot com. We're easily found, and uh, and we've been very successful at long-term relationships. I'd say that's what we're best at. And by the way, if you're starting a business, that's what you need to be good at. Make your list. <laughs> make your to-do list, set your goals and be great at long-term relationships and don't let anybody down.
0: That's fantastic. Walt Brown Jr. Thank you. I know you're a busy guy. <clears throat> um, good thing we didn't talk in May because that'd be your birthday month. I probably wouldn't be able to find you. <laughs> but, uh, thanks for taking time out of your day to share your wisdom with our listeners. And so on behalf of my listeners, uh, we are extremely grateful for what you've done. Um, And if they need real estate development services, please reach out to Walt and his company and he'd be happy to help you. With that said, I hope you have a great day, Walt.
1: Thank you, Rich. Have a great day yourself.
0: Rich LeBrun here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And include the hashtag #GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. it done entrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.